Welcome to Retail Nightmares. I am your co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. With me is my gorgeous, fabulous, brilliant, <laughs> scintillating co-ghost, Alicia Tobin. Hi! <laughs> Hi! I love this. We're recording at 6 p.m. Uh, our time. Mm-hmm. I'm just hiding myself for you. <laughs> I forgot to do that, and I was starting to feel very anxious. I mean, it's hard when I've got this ring light and this new camera. Yeah, it's a lot to compete with. It's a lot of pixels. It's a lot of definition. I'm very excited today. We have a returning guest. This is the first time she's just been here on her own, though. She was on before with her co-host from her podcast, Carb Face. She's a writer. She's a podcaster. She's fabulous. It's Lori Wolliver. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. I feel already that I've failed. So bye. Oh, you're on the right podcast. <laughs> Thanks for the perfect. opportunity. That was fast. I welcome any fee- uh, fearless feedback if you've got it. <laughs> the second I saw you were wearing your pie shirt, I was like, well, you've already nailed it. So yeah, it's one pie over each boob for the listener. Great. What flavor hey. are they? I saw um, that on Instagram. I think just looking at them, I think they're both some variation on blueberry nice, or raspberry, but I feel like they don't really stay intact as well. Once you bake the pie, they kind of become yeah. a, a, an ooze. Um, so there are some, they're, they're blueberries or gumballs. I don't know, <laughs> Ooh, gumball I don't know what else you would put in a pie. I really, Grapes. those are the only two that we've ever had in my family, the traditional gumball pie <laughs> or the blueberry gumball pie. <laughs> Lori, you know a lot about food. Yeah, I guess so. I, yeah. I do, and I yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, dispute every assertion that you make about me. <laughs> you're a really no, good content. A no and guest. Is that what you're looking for? Like, what is reality really? How can we ever truly know anything? My question was uh, gonna be: Do you like making pies? I don't really. Um, I feel like I, I yeah. My mom is like a very big pie maker. And so there's like a lot of sort of familial pressure to like, like she'll sit there and watch me make the crust and give me a lot of advice. And then I get annoyed and just don't want to do it. Like, no, pie is not, you know, I'll eat a pie. I'm making a pie. Our Thanksgiving is next week and I am going to make a pumpkin pie for Mm -hmm. me and my 11 year old son, who I'm pretty sure does not like pumpkin pie. (laughs) So I'm making a pumpkin pie just for me. Um, And today I decided to buy an already made crust, a graham cracker crust, which is not the traditional thing to do with pumpkin pie, but like, I don't like pie crust that much. Other people's pies, pretty good. But if it, like in the pantheon of desserts, <laughs> pie is lower. For me, it's like cake is the, like, if I'm going to bake something, it's going to be cake. Okay. Or cookies. Yeah, I um, I really like eating pie. I think that I make a pretty good gluten-free pie crust. And uh, when it's all said and done, I'm like, that was too much work. Mm-hmm. And uh, also I was going to mention, I think pumpkin pie is like a thing that you kind of grow up to. Because when I was a kid, I would eat it because it was dessert. Yeah. It was a vehicle for sugar and pie crust. Uh, Mm. And now I just love it. Like sometimes I'll just make pumpkin pie custard Mm. and just have that because then you don't have to make a whole pie. (laughs) I think it's a, for me, it's mostly a vehicle for whipped cream. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause there's no point to me. It's like the, it's, it's an incomplete equation without the whipped cream. When I was growing up, it was always cool whip, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Oh Yeah. It was horrible. I mean, as a kid, I didn't, I 
it was like, I didn't realize that there was anything better. So I was like, well, this is pretty good. And then I think the first time I had just like whipped cream out of a can, which is to me an upgrade from Cool Whip, I was like, well, this is amazing. And then to have actual like heavy cream whipped fresh as a whole, you know, that's to me, that's the important, the, one of the few important things about Thanksgiving, fresh whipped cream, cranberry sauce in a can, jellied cranberry sauce in a can, like the opposite of fresh whipped cream and uh, stuffing with a lot of sage and everything else I could take or leave. Yeah, I think we're on the same page with all of those flavors. I always make my uh, whipped cream with real vanilla bean and maple syrup. And uh, it's also the only thing that I will not like, you know, pe- like, you know, how they say puppies won't stop eating until they die. So you have to be careful. <laughs> like I will make dinner at, uh, and then I'll have people over for dinner, but then I'll have this extreme amount of whipped cream left over because I don't know how much to make. And then I sort of just eat it for the next day or so. And then oh, I feel uh-huh. like really, really sick. And, and, and it took me years to figure out what it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, you can't just eat whipped cream all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. It's That's so intense. good, though. Instead of pies, yes. I'm a big fan of crumble. Mm. Like, I love, like, just whipping together a crumble. Because it has everything that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And then I have it with ice cream. So good. Yeah, so good. Well, this has been Pie Talk. Yeah, welcome. Welcome and thank you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This has been Retail Nightmares Podcast. Lori, it was great having you on. If people want to find you. (laughs) Just look in the dumpster. (laughs) In the cranberry sauce aisle. Yellow pages. I really like tinned cranberry sauce as well. Like the making it from scratch is lovely, but it's pointless. It's always too bitter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or Or it's got a shitload of sugar in it. I just feel like... It's, I think it's, just, I don't know if it's a like food memory thing or I just, it's the perfect, for, I, you know what it is? It's a texture thing. Like I don't want cranberry skins and seeds and like, I don't want any. And that's, I feel like that across the board, like do not give me a yogurt that has some sort of desiccated ghost of a strawberry in it. Like yeah, I don't want gross. that. I, yeah. I want it smooth, like a baby's bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Do you like fruit on the bottom yogurt? I'm just going to ask no. you so many questions. No, I, <laughs> it's yeah, no, it's that feels like um, an assault on my humanity. <laughs> I don't like it because I always forget and then you get halfway through and then you're like, whoa, this next half of the yogurt is going to be really intense, Yeah, <laughs> like super flavored. Well, it's my yeah. favorite and my favorite is a lemon kind because it's basically just lemon curd. Yeah. Basically like, like a pie. Yeah. It's like lemon meringue. I can get down with that. It's any of the berries where there's like lumpy viscera, the viscera of fruit is, uh, yeah. and I don't feel like I'm somebody who has a lot of those sort of babyish food prejudices, but that's one that I have definitely held on to forever. It's gross. You're not wrong. You're, you're totally justified. Yeah. Why um, are blueberries and yogurt always so hard? Where did they get yeah. those? Why are they so crappy? They're probably like desiccated and then they put them in the yogurt, figuring like the yogurt will kind of soften them up in transit. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yogurt talk. Yogurt chat. Yeah. So it's almost Thanksgiving in America where you live. Mm -hmm. I like obviously Thanksgiving is not a a big a deal in Canada. I never really knew it was as big a deal in America until I was in university and one of my best friends was American and she was like, you know, if she didn't fly home every year 
and she had a small family. It was just her and her mom. Mm. But it was like, if she didn't go home to like eat one meal with her mom, like it was, I remember one year it was like recession or something. So she didn't go home, but she was like, she needed to do something. So she made her mom pay for her to go to like a fancy <laughs> restaurant <laughs> downtown with her other American friend. And I was like, why are you doing this? But then I watched Gossip Girl and every season there's like a big Thanksgiving episode. And I'm like, what? Like everyone needs everything to be perfect. And all like your parents need to be both there, even if they're divorced and they hate each other. And you're like, mm-hmm. Jay and I just look at each other and we're like, oh, God, it feels like it's always Thanksgiving. But also then it's followed shortly thereafter by Christmas, which is exactly the same thing, but with presents. Yeah, like that's what I don't get. Like it's like two of the exact same, like you almost eat exactly the same meal, like a month apart. (laughs) Some people do. I never understood why you would have a turkey for Christmas if you just had a turkey for Thanksgiving. That's not how my family did it, but some people do. I I know I don't think turkey's that special, you know? No. Um, Although maybe it used to be, you know, that movie, um, A Christmas Story, and like the whole, the dad is like so fucking horny for the turkey. (laughs) And the lamb. And yeah, (laughs) and just in general. It's just a horny guy. I don't know if it's like a historically, like turkey used to be a rarer thing or now it just, I don't know. Like I went to the grocery store today and they're just like laying around everywhere. (laughs) Just like not special. Smoking. Yeah. Just like. Fucking turkey. Yeah, I don't, I think, you know, the thing that I like about Thanksgiving is it doesn't have the presents and it's not Christmas. Like it's the last sort of hurrah. I mean, certainly I've seen in my lifetime, uh, (laughs) uh, Christmas start to bleed into like fucking July, you know, but like in my ideal world, think Christmas doesn't start until December 1st. And I know that's controversial, but, uh, but so Thanksgiving is like the last one where it's just like, oh, it's just food and getting together. And it's not like, I don't have to like buy a bunch of shit. And I do like the food, but uh, it's politically not great. Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. as it turns Mm -hmm. out, (laughs) we're starting to really reckon with that in this country. Um, So, and I'm not going, I was, I just yesterday canceled my plans to visit my parents for Thanksgiving, um, which was a big relief on many levels. Um, it start, was starting to feel wildly irresponsible, uh, nor did I particularly want to go. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> she listens. I was just at my parents' house for a week and it was nice, but yeah, it just, uh, everybody, everybody's canceling their plans and that's the right thing to do. And I'm it very fucking much rocks. Right? I, I love it. Like, I mean, I am a person who cares not for tradition and I think I found the, the perfect mate to <laughs> enable me in that. Uh, so like whenever, whenever I see other people also not doing these things, I'm like, yeah, it rocks. Just eat tacos. It's fine. Like <laughs> watch Silence of the Lambs and eat tacos. That's Christmas, baby. Uh, last year I was in Italy for Thanksgiving and I thought that I would, and I was by myself. I was staying with people I didn't know very well and they're very, very nice, but there was no like. They, they didn't give a shit about Thanksgiving. And so I, I was like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be like sad or weird for me. And it was it was so great. I did not miss the food one bit. I was like, yes, I will have pasta with truffles and pizza and gelato at the same meal. Didn't miss it at all. That sounds great. They did I, have Black Friday the next day, which was a uh, real bummer. Yeah, I don't like that. And I don't like that that's become like a thing in Canada, too. Uh, which is like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's not Thanksgiving here. Whatever. 
yeah, I think it was last year, maybe I was like wanted to escape Christmas so much that I was Googling like countries that don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> and it was, of course, just like all the Muslim countries. And I was like, OK, like, do you want to do you want to go to here? <laughs> like this you is go to Bahrain. It's pretty Christmas? far. <laughs> like I, that's kind of not what I was thinking, but uh, it's good to know. It's good to just have that in your back pocket. It's everywhere. Yeah. I've spent like a couple, like I spent when I moved out to BC, like the first Christmas I was here, I couldn't afford to go home really. And I wasn't allowed to go home because I worked in a store and we signed a contract that said we would not take vacation two weeks prior to Christmas and two weeks after Christmas. So that went on for a couple of years where I didn't get to go home and see my family, which was really sad. Then over the years, like through breakups and other things, like there's been a couple of Christmases where I've been in Vancouver. So for the first time, people are experiencing what I've experienced several times, which is not being able to do anything at Christmas because of, you know, factors beyond your control. And I'm like so prepared. I'm like, oh, I've got this, no problem. But I do really feel for people that are going to suffer because I'm like, oh, yeah, like this is, it's going to suck, but you'll get through it. Yeah, it's a, I find it's a relief to have minimal to no holiday plans this year. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like Christmas, but I like it. it like, I like it for like five days, like not a whole quarter of the year, which is, yeah. um, yeah. The worst, I, w- I shouldn't say it's the worst because it's still like very, I was very lucky to do this, but I went to Russia a couple of years ago, right? after New Year's, I guess. Wow. And because of the, I guess, the Russian Orthodox calendar, Christmas was just getting started <laughs> on like January 5th. And I was there from like January 5th to the 13th, roughly. And it was, and I had just been like, okay, enough with the fucking Christmas music in New York. And then it was just like, Merry Christmas. And so <laughs> even though it's Russia, it was like all the Christmas music, Western Christmas music, every place you went and just like decorations and, um, it was just by the end, it was so fucking grim. Like it was not the best travel planning to go to Russia in January. As it <laughs> Christmas <out>. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, also it was like it, the sun comes up at like 1030 in the morning and it goes down at like two in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very cold. Uh, it, was, it still was fun, but it was back in my drinking days. Yeah. That's a recipe for depression. Like yeah. no matter where you are. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Um, Should we do a round of retail nightmares? Yeah. Lori, do you want to start us off? Sure. I have a retail dream. Ooh la la. I, as I said, I was at my parents' house for a week uh, between uh, Halloween and election day, which was like an intense time to be in a house where the TV is on from six in the morning till <laughs> nine at night with no stop whatsoever. Like just so, and I had really been good about like avoiding just too much election noise. Cause it's so crazy making. And then it was like, I have no control over the television and it's, it's pretty relentless. But my retail dream is that there is a store near my parents' house called Old Country Market, and it's O-L-D-E, yeah. country with a K. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> didn't not see that one that. coming, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's, um, it's a Mennonite market, so it's, it's owned and operated by uh, Mennonites, of which there, I guess, is a somewhat robust community uh, in that part of New York State. 
there's also an Amish community. And I was today, I was like reading about like, what's the difference? Because the Amish like definitely do not operate, um, you know, for-profit businesses or businesses of any kind. And the Mennonites do. And from my reading, which was not extensive, it was like a single website, I think. Um, the Mennonites came first and the Amish broke off from them because the Mennonites were like too liberal in their, I don't know, business practices or or their strength in the Bible. Anyway, that's not interesting. But had, <laughs> there was this Mennonite-owned market near my parents' house, Old Country Market. And it is the most, it's just such a joy. It's like always very, very quiet. There's hardly ever or anyone in there, or at least there's enough room where, you know, unlike a New York City shopping experience where it's like a lot of, you know, high combat uh, physical trauma <laughs> to go shopping. <laughs> This is just very relaxed and spread out. And they have, it's probably like six or seven aisles. And like of the six or seven aisles, probably five to six of them are are things involving sugar and baking <laughs> and candy. So there's like every shape and variety of gummy candy you can imagine. Uh, every flavor of like chocolate chip, white chocolate chip, butterscotch chip, raspberry chip, you know, all the different chocolate, every single color or type of sprinkle you could ever want. Yeah every flavored extract, um, every type of powdered gelatin and pudding. And none of it is um, a commercial brand. It's just like they get all of this stuff in bulk and they repackage it themselves. So there's this kind of uniformity of packaging, which is to say like there's no branding at all. It's just these like very plain um, packages and so you can see everything. And it's just, I mean, it's such a calming kind of Willy Wonka-esque experience, <laughs> but like generic, you know, no label Willy Wonka. So um, <laughs> there's a couple of really great items there that well, there's one that I always look for, have never bought, can't imagine what I would ever use it for, but they have these tubs of deodorized lard, which <laughs> I guess is Crisco, but it's lard. Like, I think it's pig lard, pig fat that's been somehow chemically altered so that it doesn't have that porky smell. And it's just, that's, they just, the label just says deodorized lard, which wow. I made the joke <laughs> a long time ago that that is my adult film name. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have um, every kind of jam, every kind of like any vegetable you can think of made into a chip. Uh, and then, wow. so my boyfriend, Antonio really told me when we first started dating that he really loved uh, blueberry yogurt pretzels. And I was like, what you, that's, <laughs> you're a psychopath. Uh, and I was like, that sounds gross. He's like, no, 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 they're really, they're really, really good. And that's like a, it's not so common to find a blueberry yogurt covered pretzel, right? It's like pretty specific. And I always look for them and I never find them. Of course they have them at old country market. <laughs> not only do they have blueberry yogurt pretzels, but they have cherry yogurt pretzels, wow. raspberry yogurt pretzels and black raspberry yogurt covered pretzels. Wow. Um, lots of baked goods. And then oddly they have one aisle that is just those like live, laugh, love signs, you know, like big <laughs> blocks of wood that are like, bless this mess. And yeah. like, you know, they don't go into like the wine mom territory because it's Mennonite, but there's um, any kind of like very uh, earnest uh, sort of motivational, um, vaguely scripture-esque uh, thing you could want on a piece of wood. They've got that. Um, and like tinker toys. And then outside you can buy a utility shed. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
to store all your sugary goods. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you should write an essay about that store. Yeah, it's really. I, I, and I know I, I was trying to find sort of like, is this a thing? And, I, and in certain states in the U.S., there's there are Mennonite communities that operate these these stores. And so, I, and I, I'm guessing I, I have this only one I've ever been to, but I'm guessing there's a sameness to the way that they do business. So, um, yeah, it could be something, uh, there, like I said, they're also Amish in, uh, where my parents live and we had a garage sale over this. I went to visit my parents over the summer and helped them with this garage sale. And as on the second day, we were just about to close up and this Amish couple showed up and I was so, my mom and I were both so excited, like bordering on like giddy and a little bit like flirtatious, like the guy, <laughs> the husband and the couple looked like uh, Amish Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it was like very, it was a sort of a, the whole garage sale thing was like a little boring and monotonous. So then when they showed up, it was like extremely exciting. And I think we both were <laughs> flirting with him a little bit, even though his wife was right there. Were you trying to like initiate a second rumspringer or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> I was like, are you have you got have you done that yet? Would you like a, a spirit guide for You're your sure? rumspringer? You're I'm sure. 46. <laughs> <laughs> and they 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 showed up in their their horse cart, which they parked right on the lawn. Like it was just there was such a like blithe confidence that they had from like not interacting with you know the the like material world except when they wanted to buy my dad's electric lathe, which they said they were going to uh, modify with like a series of pulleys. Like the whole thing was so, um, it was fascinating. Uh, they did wow. not end up buying the lathe, but uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty exciting. That is very exciting. Yeah. In the I, most boring way possible. <laughs> I want to know uh, in the Mennonite store, did they have like a, a good bread section? There were, there's a lot of baked goods, but there's they're very there's a sameness. There's a very there's a white starchiness. Um, like there's nothing there's nothing like artisanal, you know, about it. It's it's very much like your um, utility bread. <laughs> yeah, there's like danishes and cookies and whoopie pies and pie pies and um, all that kind of stuff. And then like you know like white Pullman loaves and dinner rolls and that kind of stuff. And also a deli. And there's one lady there who is not a Mennonite. And Whoa. I always wonder like, how does she, cause there's a lot of women working there and they're all in the traditional garb. And then she's there with her like Marlboro lights t-shirt. And I'm like, how does she fit into the corporate culture? Of the she's the country punk. market. Yeah. She's a rebel. I love the um, idea of being in a store where you don't have to you're not looking at labels and you can see the product mm -hmm. and everything. It seems very peaceful. Mm -hmm. There's a store like that here, Famous Foods on Kingsway. Like they, they do that sort of thing where they just like put everything from bulk into little like labeled packages. And I love it because it's like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good rate per gram or whatever. <laughs> like you just sort of like do the math and you, you're not distracted by colors or packaging or anything. I like it. It's a so dream. The reason why I asked about bread is because I've been to some Mennonite thrift stores before in my tours across Canada, and they always have like a big bin of free bread, just like free loaves of bread in them. And I'm like, uh, how many can I take? <laughs> like, is this cool? Can I take can I take one of each kind? Wow. Yeah. Very... Nothing free at this store, but 
great prices. I'm sure this was old bread that like no one wanted. But for me, like free, I don't care. I will eat your stale bread. I love that. That's amazing. I was like, I remember you posting about that yard sale and I was <laughs> had FOMO from being like, I want to see all this stuff. I want to buy it. My dad's basement is like a, there are like a hundred more yard sales to be oh, squeezed wow. out of that thing. It's like having, you know, there was a lot of stuff in the yard sale and a lot of it got sold. And then you look at the basement and it's like, we didn't have a yard sale at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also, there's a freestanding toilet in the basement. I don't know if we've talked about that before. Whoa. I've seen a picture of it. <laughs> I've been to some houses like that and it's sometimes there's like just a curtain up around it. And I'm like, this is literally, I've had nightmares yeah. like where it's like, I really need to pee. And it's like, well, there's just a toilet in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come to my parents' house. It's super <laughs> weird. Super weird. Um, yeah, I felt I've had this deja vu like we had already talked about it, but I was actually talking to my sister and my niece about it. And we were we went way into depth about the the, the freestanding toilet that came with the house. Um, yeah. No curtain, deal. no wall, like nary a uh, I think there's like a stack of magazines. That's like <laughs> that's as much structure as uh, as gets close to that thing. It's weird. Is it your dad's? It's just like an old fashioned um, man cave. From yeah. the, it's like a man cave from yesteryear when when the dad just wanted some time by himself to take a 20 minute dump. Yeah. <laughs> Unreconstructed man cave. It's the man turlet. Yeah. <laughs> turlet, turlet, turlet. He made it out of hay. And then when he got this house. In basement, it shall stay. <laughs> oh, Jessica, do you have a retail thing? I have two dreams. The first one is I was going to bed the other night. Like it was probably 1 a.m. or something. And, you know, just for good measure, you got to check Instagram one last time before you head to bed. And I'm so happy that I did because I saw a post by Kathy creator, Kathy Geiswit. Do you know how to pronounce her last name? I no. Think it's that. <laughs> anyway, she and her daughter over lockdown decided to go through her storage and she had had a bunch of um, a bunch of like merchandise, Kathy products that were made between the 80s and 90s that like she was just keeping. So they were brand new tag still on, but she was just saving them. And I'm sure her daughter was like, why are you keeping these? Like, let's go through them. Let's make a store. Let's sell them. So that's what she did. Very small quantities of all these items. Very reasonable prices. I feel like the prices were like the what they would have been from the 80s. Um, so you can get like a t-shirt for $15 or like a sweatshirt for $30. But they're like old Kathy stuff that you would have got at the Hallmark store in the mall. So I a lot of this stuff was sold out by the time I saw the post because it was 15 hours old already at that point. But I did get a bunch of stuff and it's so exciting because Kathy herself is going to be packing it up and mailing it to me. That's amazing. Wow. I saw your post and immediately jumped on there to see what was there. And I saw something I wanted to get for you and it was sold out. Uh, and I was so bummed out. It was a sterling silver ACK pin. I saw the ACK pin. That was sold out <laughs> by the time I got there too. But I did get a different pin. I got a latch hook kit. Oh, and yeah. an embroider, like a cross stitch kit. I got a picture frame that has a little Kathy on the side of it. And it says underneath, like under you, you'll, you'll put your picture in and it says that was the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> this is amazing. 
it was so exciting because I remember like being a kid and like seeing that stuff at the mall and being like, I want this, but I didn't have any money because I was a little baby. Did you read the Kathy um, comic strip as a kid? Yeah. And my mom, my mom was really into Kathy and she would, she had an apron that had Kathy. It was like brown and it had her. And I think it said like chocolate on it. I got a t-shirt that says chocolate is my life. Like I'm so excited. (laughs) Like, at one point, I just realized that I was turning into Kathy. And then Jay was like, I always liked Kathy. And I was like, you married her. <laughs> You're that guy that she's married to. Except we need to get a little tiny dog. Irving, right? Irving, was her, yeah. Was her was boyfriend or husband? They got married, I think, like in the 90s. <laughs> right. I know because I was looking up Kathy stuff on Etsy. And there's like an original drawing of their wedding. <laughs> that's signed and it's like $600. <laughs> was she wow. sweating profusely? Um, she had her hair in like an updo and honestly like she didn't look like herself. <laughs> she was drunk. <laughs> Probably. But there was a flower girl and a flower boy, which was kind of weird. On both ends of the like wedding party there's like kids throwing flowers, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a blended family. Yeah, I mean like do whatever. It's your wedding, Kathy. <laughs> Who was Irving's first wife, do you think? Oh, it was the, the second. second. It was John from Star. Starfield. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm making up shit about Irving now. Sally Forth. That was the oh. most boring. <laughs> that was the yeah. most boring strip in the, the paper comics. Could never get through that one. That was always like, why did this get printed? It was always just like reading a book and being like, putting the book down and that's the end of the strip. And you're like, what? Was it a serial? Like, was there a story that oh, one was supposed to follow? No, that was like Rex, what, Rex something, the like, like Doctor soap opera. Did you ever read that one? Oh. It was like Rex MD or something. Yeah. I thought that one was funny. So sometimes I would cut it out and just be like, it's so dramatic and I have no idea what's going on because you'd have to like really follow it. Yeah. But anyway, so who knows? Maybe by Christmas I'll get all my Kathy merch. I'm very excited. Everyone check it out if there's anything still there. There was like, there's there's dolls, there's nightgowns. I'm like, hell yeah, get me a Kathy nightgown. That's there like, were watches. There was watches. A lot of the watches were sold out. Like cookie jars, tins. Just like very, very cool. <laughs> wow. Dream come true. And then my other retail dream happened just today. I went and I got a new computer. That wasn't the exciting thing. But afterwards, because I was in Richmond, I went to this Georgian restaurant that Jay and I have discovered. Um, It's in the middle of like a deserted business park down by the river. (laughs) Like it's, it's across the street from the dike that like, you know, separates the river from Richmond, which is below sea level somehow. I don't understand. It's just a very strange place it's like so 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 suburban but it's so close to vancouver you just go over a bridge and you're in this weird place but anyway there's this very cool restaurant called lama june and they make these things uh they call them pita cheese but i think the like actual name for it is uh hachapuri or kachapuri so good Lori's nodding <laughs> it's I like love it and i i know that it's like right in your zone of stuff you like of like bland soft foods it's (laughs) it's like oh it's almost like an open-faced cheese calzone it's like a yeah it's like a it looks like an eye 
yeah. filled with melted cheese and then there's like a they crack an egg on it like while they're baking it so it's like a like a soft soft cooked egg so you like pinch the end of the dough off and you like dip it in the egg and it like it's all like saucy it's amazing anyway everyone go to this weird business park in the middle of richmond <laughs> and get this cheese boat i love it so much and they're very nice and it's nine dollars and it's like enough food for dinner it's great sounds amazing i've only it's seen little- pictures of those and they, they look delicious i realized i have let's, three retail nightmares let's hear i don't know maybe i should save one yeah okay like, remind me next next week that i want to tell the fancy british coat that i ordered okay. from china unintentionally that may be a knockoff and i may have lost a little bit of money <laughs> i think you just told it <laughs> i think that no there's it. way there's more to it there's like emails okay. back and forth paypal got involved so i'll just do the two that i had in mind Uh, last Wednesday, I started painting my bedroom. My entire apartment building is all painted the same color. It's like this soft brown. It's very nice, but I don't really love it. And if I want to paint my apartment, I have to repaint it when I move out, even though it wasn't properly painted when I move in, moved in. I'm very resentful of that fact. So I decided I will just paint one room and see how I feel. So on Wednesday, I, uh, started painting my bedroom and I was like, this is like not as easy as I remember painting to be. And I already hate painting, but you know, I thought I bought the same paint as I bought the last time and just bad at it. And then I got halfway through the room and I was like, I'll finish it on Saturday. So Saturday morning I had to go buy more paint, which I didn't expect. It's kind of tired. And I, I went up to the uh, Home Depot counter and I said very confidently one quart of coconut twist, please. (laughs) (laughs) And then the man like nodded at me. He's like, absolutely. He's like, there's anything else that you need today? And I was like, yes. And I'll be right back. And I came, and I came back and he handed me the tiniest can of paint because <laughs> a quart is a liter. And what I wanted was four liters or also known as a gallon. Yeah. And so he saw the look on my face with my mask on. And I was like, oh, I'm like, that's not the size that I wanted. And he immediately became defensive, understandably, because I'm sure he deals with bitchy people all the time so I could see I and he said well I asked you what you wanted and then I asked you again to make sure that's what you wanted and I was like oh yeah like I have no idea what size things are called I'm like this is my fault and he started laughing uh, and then I ended up ordering another cord I was like that should be enough because the last time I painted my old apartment that would have been more than enough even though I seem to be going through paint like crazy I get home the two quarts only do one half of what I have left to do <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so I have, I like, I'm covered in paint. Uh, like my leggings are covered in paint. Uh, there's paint like in my hair, and I go back to Home Depot and order a gallon of Coconut Twist. And as I'm standing there, I'm looking at the paint options and realize that the first time I went, the woman was probably like, "Oh, this woman doesn't want to spend sixty-eight dollars on a gallon of paint." And I was like, "No, I do." Because the $68 gallon of paint is way better quality. And this is like the in-between quality. And that's why it was taking so long because it's like expensive paint is worth it. So then I got home. I finished painting my room. And now it's done. <laughs> and I'm never going to paint again. I will I will find the money to pay somebody to paint. Oh, man. I I love painting. Yeah. Like, like so does so Sally. Satisfying. So does Graham. But no one can help right now. Yeah. Like I would, I would like trade cleaning people's houses with like a... With a toothbrush over painting. I would paint for free. Like I I just, it's so, I, like my Virgo brain is like, love 
getting the little details. We're the opposite in so many ways. And <laughs> I really like I value so much of like how your brain works because compared to mine, like it's very frustrating for me. I don't remember if I've done this already. I don't keep track. My attention span is really short. I don't like you can really focus in on something and finish something. And I'm like, I'm going to make a piece of toast now. And <laughs> I like that that's what you think of me because <laughs> I I feel like I've successfully pull, pulled the wool over your eyes because I'm like, I cannot finish any project. You do have a lot of projects on the go usually, but you will like make all those like really cool prizes for the Christmas show and yeah. do oh, a yeah. puzzle, right? Like a thousand piece puzzle is yeah. kind of your, your zone of... My computer is sitting on top of a box of a thousand piece puzzles. Yeah. But like, I how long ago did we have Kevin Lee on the podcast? Like, we traded puzzles then, and I haven't even touched the puzzle that he gave me. Like, I've got two other boxes of puzzles with my speaker on top of it. They're just like they're furniture now. If somebody said, "Would you like a puzzle?" I would immediately just say no. <laughs> well, they're not for everyone. I get it. They're like they are just like a make work project. <laughs> like it is kind of frivolous that's why i can't really do it unless i'm like i don't have any other work to do because i'm just like i should be you know folding laundry or doing the dishes like i can't just like do the most like leisurely like yeah, you can't enjoy yourself no <laughs> it's not allowed um my second retail neighbor happened this afternoon i went to my local shoppers drug mart and i had gone there last night and a friend from work who lives in California said that they're starting to see shortages again in grocery stores. And I was like, maybe I should stock up on a few things and by a few things. I mean, toilet paper because <laughs> I love shitting. And, um, <laughs> but I could only carry like two packages home last night. And I got stuck in a torrential rainstorm with like 24 rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> it's like the thing you don't want exposed to rain. And um, so I went back today and, grabbed another package and some moisturizer and I went to the cash. Normally I just go to self-checkout, but the cash was free. So I, I just went there and then the woman asked me and I was wearing a toque and I was wearing a mask. I was wearing my glasses and she asked me if I would like to use my seniors discount. Whoa. <laughs> no. And I like, I just was like, no, I, I'm like, I'm actually, she, then she realized she's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, I, I couldn't tell with your mask and your glasses. And I was like, I know I have gray hair. So it was the first time that I've like, wow, it's always been the opposite. Firstly, the, she was really embarrassed and I was not like upset, but I was also felt that feeling for her where she's like, Oh, I've done something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> and I was like, you haven't like, you have to deal with people all day long. She's like, I can't see your face. And I, your hat, your hat's covering everything. And I was like, I know, but that was a bit of a shock. It was a tiny blow to my ego. COVID has aged us all a lot. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Why do you think I bought a new computer and a ring light? <laughs> <laughs> that was my other Just, retail nightmare. Wow. Well, happy shitting. Thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I only have like three rolls left. I'm living life on the edge over here. Oh. We both live really close to grocery stores yeah. and stuff too so i live a block away from a drugstore so i'm not i'm not too worried about it also i've just like stopped shitting so like i've just decided i don't want to anymore so okay yeah that's not nothing worrisome there yeah who needs it yeah who does need it <laughs> yeah me <laughs> stop drinking water everyone yeah what's your what what are your top five um i don't shit anymore secrets like what do you do <laughs> um <laughs> It's like a very crisp question. Top five, I don't shit anymore secrets. 
Um, my blood is just diarrhea. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just gonna barf. <laughs> so, so don't uh, don't get any cuts or scrapes. Hey, we need four more. <laughs> need four more? Oh no, Lori's frozen for me. Yeah, me too. Okay, well, enough about diarrhea, Lori. <laughs> Oh, you thought we were done. Wait to hear <laughs> what I've got in store for you. <laughs> if you were a demon, what kind of demon would you be? If you were a demon, what kind of demon would you be? Would you have a horn? Can you tell it to me? If I were a demon, I would be what I am calling uh, in this beta phase the Pinocchio diarrhea demon. (laughs) (laughs) And this demon has arisen out of me in a reaction to all of the political nonsense that's been going on in the United States. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we have a really terrible guy that's on his way out but he's trying to make trouble before he leaves he's trying to burn the house down um (laughs) so i my pinocchio demon pinocchio diarrhea demon would specifically target the president the current president and all of the dummies who um support him and all of his stupidity uh, so the form that the demon takes is a guy in a costume. Do you guys know the you know the 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 film, the story Pinocchio? Um, mm-hmm. And I guess I'm thinking specifically of like the 1940 Walt Disney classic animated uh, version of Pinocchio, which is like so fucking dark and like not really. The first, it's the first movie that my kid ever watched, like on, like, <laughs> like as a, you know, like actually paid attention to. And I was, and he was like two, and I was like, oh, this is pretty fucking dark. So there's a character uh, named Lampwick who is like a young boy who befriends Pinocchio, and he's got red hair, and he's like a jackass basically. And he gets Pinocchio to drink beer and smoke a cigar and play pool and do all this like bad stuff. Um, so my demon would be. Uh, a guy in a plush, like, Lampwick costume, like, that you might see, <laughs> you know, like a, a sports um, a mascot. They, mascot. Only it's Lampwick with his big front teeth and his red hair and his, like, just sort of impudent, uh, you know, rapscallion looks. And he's wearing uh, just a onesie, just like a huge <laughs> adult size onesie that says, heavily armed white male fetus lives matter. <laughs> and he's. Oh, God. And he's at, he shows up at all the Trump rallies and all the like, stop the vote, count the vote, whatever, Giuliani, you know, uh, hand job episodes. <laughs> um, and he, so he sort of infiltrates the crowd in this way. And every time that Trump or any of his lackeys tell like an obvious lie or, or just anytime they speak, cause it's always lies. Uh, they each get every one of the followers and whoever's speaking 
turns into a little bit more of a donkey. So they might get a donkey ear. Um, they get a little donkey skin. Maybe they start to grow a tail. The teeth get sort of donkey-ish. Um, and also, what's up? <laughs> what's bad here? Yeah, this sounds great. I love a donkey. <laughs> and also they um, have a, just like a little bit of diarrhea. <laughs> Like, like a, a like, yeah, like enough so that well, it's like they know something's wrong, but it's not enough where they can like justify leaving the room. They're just like really uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> like and it just, sort of, yeah, it just ramps up and ramps up so that by the end of one of these like rallies or whatever, there are donkeys just marinating in their own diarrhea. <laughs> oh, wow. USA. Wow. That seems fair though. <laughs> Number one, USA. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that was like beautiful and poetic, Lori. Oh, thank you. You know, it's, I want that for them. People yeah. tell me I have a way with words about diarrhea. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's uh, quite a muck heap. Yeah, yeah. That's hard to top. Alicia, do you have a demon that... Yeah, it's kind of like a friendly demon. Oh. So I would be conjured that you'd ha- I'd have to be conjured. Um, by a specific like wood witch, um, somebody who could um, take the form of an animal and speak to animals. And I would be a demon that was summoned that would tell you what your pets are thinking. Nice. So it would be a, I would be like a blessing and a curse. So I would show up and the payment, payment pretty steep. Two pounds of Jarlsberg. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Been so long since I had Jarlsberg. Such a good cheese. It's great cheese. Semi ripe. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Always makes me laugh. I'm like, what does that mean? Like they just woke it up, like halfway through <laughs> becoming ripe. <laughs> yeah. So if your like dog was not feeling well or your cat was acting weird, you could summon me. I could be summoned for a fee, two pounds of Jarlsberg. Mm. To translate, to speak like through the worlds, to communicate between animal and man. I love it. And my name would be Two Pounds of Jarlsberg. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. In a one pound bag. Yeah. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Um, Okay. So if I was a demon, Mm -hmm. y'all know about uh, dream ghosts, right? Dream ghosts? Remind dream me. Ghost? Like uh, Freddy Krueger is a dream ghost. Okay. Like, yeah, sure. I know who that is. I know him. He can't take a corporeal form unless you're asleep. And then mm. he can do real damage in mm. the dream world. So I have this amazing ability to turn the nicest people in real life into jerks in my dreams. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I've spoken about it before, but Dream Jay is a real jerk. He's not a jerk in real life, but in my dreams, he's done some bad things. And now this is extended into the realm of my friends. Oh, no. So one of my one of my closest friends who we've had on the podcast before, but shall remain nameless. I don't know why I just winked so I like much. That. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream that she during COVID times threw a huge party and I was there. And then I just like I couldn't stay around any longer because there was no protocols happening. There was no distancing, no masks. And then she just left to go cheat on her boyfriend. (laughs) And I was like, what? And the person she was cheating on her boyfriend with also had a partner, like a really long-term partner. And I was like, what about her? What about your boyfriend? Like, what's going on? I was like, so upset. And yeah, I turned my friend into, or I turned my other friend into like a cuck. So I'm, I'm just like a dream ghost who like 
I'll come into your dreams and I'll fuck shit up. If you have someone uh, who uh, you love very much, I'll uh, I'll make you destroy their lives in your dreams. All right. So that wow. makes sense. I don't even know if that makes sense. But if you're like, if you're too happy in your life, <laughs> if you're feeling a little bit too satisfied and you need to be taken down a notch or two, let me dream cuck you. <laughs> My dreams already do that for free. Yeah. That's true. But if your dreams are too good, if you don't have enough nightmares, I'll dream ghost you. Ah, that's a big threat. Wow. Yeah. So I can't do real damage in the waking world, but you'll have that sense of uneasiness where you'll like never look at your partner the same way again and just sort of feel like something's wrong, even though they didn't do anything. Wow. That's my special power. I love it. I have a question because I don't remember Freddy. I know I've seen a movie or two, but not for like mm-hmm. a long time. People get so scared in their dreams, they die? Or do they die the way that they're killed in their dreams and when they find the body? Yeah. Okay. So, like, if he slashes you with his claw hand Mm -hmm. in the dream, you wake up and you've got wounds on you. Okay. It's bad. That's really bad. It's not very nice. You know what is nice? (laughs) uh, Grandfather reaction? done this Lori? i haven't but oh man am i excited i think so i i know that i saw the picture once made did you ever share it on or or no i shared it on um patreon Patreon. then i haven't seen it which is telling you a lot of information about how i haven't been spending my money i have to donate to our patreon to be our very best friend no it's fine (laughs) So this is a segment we haven't done it in a while, but this is a segment where I show our guest a photograph of my uh, dearly departed grandfather who was so old that he was born in 1898. Very old man. I knew him very briefly. Very mean man. Uh, No one in the family really has a good word to say about him. Uh, Divorced my grandmother when my dad was five years old in 1950. So like what is who, who does that? Anyway. Wow. But I show a picture of my grandfather side by side with Freddy Krueger. And this is grandfather reaction. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he is Freddy Krueger. That's insane. Yep. Wow. It's better than I thought. This is, yeah. Oh my, my dear. God. He looks Papere. terrifying. Is that a colorized photo? Do they have no, black? No, that was from the <laughs> 80s. That's his real color. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Keep in mind he was born in 1898. He's so. like a creme brulee wow. that's just been cracked. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I also had a very old grandfather. Uh, he was born in 1895. Now I'm oh, older than ooh, you, la, la. so you know it kind of um, 
That's really old, though. That's 20 years older than my grandparents. Yeah, it's very, he was, I think my grandfather was like 56 when my dad was born. And he died a long time ago, obviously. It would be crazy if he was still alive. Um, <laughs> it's the oldest person in the world. Yeah. He was He was so old. I just remember that his nose was so big. Like, I think if you live to be that old, like, your features just, they're just massive. Your and ears was, and nose, like, never yes. stop growing. My grandfather's yeah. ears were, like, the size of an entire profile. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and his nose. He was a very serious alcoholic. And mm. so he had that like bulbous old man, drank a bottle of scotch a day, face and wow. nose and ears. And uh, I always remember he visited and my mom was, had not expected him to visit. And he was going through a divorce, which from his like second or third wife. And for some reason we were charged with doing his laundry. And like, we had to like look at old man underpants and we just lost <laughs> our mind. We just, they were, yeah, it was just so funny. Like we've never had, never really had a lot of extended family, no experience with seniors, no experience with children and except themselves. So we're like just lost. And then all of a sudden those seniors in our house and we're washing his underwear for him. And we, <laughs> I think my mom was just like to keep us busy. <laughs> I don't know why, but in my head, I'm imagining you're using like a washboard. <laughs> we were. <laughs> we were. That would be perfect. Were they like tidy whiteies? Yeah, but they also were like, they were like real high waisted. <laughs> Up, <laughs> Up to, to the, the neck. neck. They were tidy, full, like basically a bodysuit without the arms. Oh yeah. my God. Like striped, like an old timey bathing suit. I wish. <laughs> With an inner tube attached. We're definitely, <laughs> definitely <Floaties>. white-ish. Wow. <laughs> Off-white. Yeah. yeah. But it was wow. just a horrifying, like, into the fire experience. And then we wow. never saw him again. Like, I never saw him again after that. Wow. Just washed his underwear once. What a character. Yeah, he was a character. Apparently, like, he was, like, kind of, like, horny his entire life. And he, when he was in a care home, he would, like... Well, what we call now sexually harass and molest <laughs> the nurses. Oh, poor nurses. But like at that time, you're like, oh, what an old coot. Yeah. You know, he would smoke in his room and drink and be bad. Wow. I hope I never get horny. <laughs> I don't know. If it hasn't happened now, there's a good chance. I think I'm just dead inside. Maybe if I start shitting again, who knows? <laughs> Make room for it. Yeah. Should we do potato business? Yeah, yes. it's time for some business. Potato business. Do you cut it into fries? Do you bake it into pie? Potato business. Do you keep it in a bowl? Do you stick it in a hole? Potato business. So this is potato business. And Lori, you had something you wanted to share with our group. It's not I a do. pyramid. It's not a pyramid. It's a multi-level <laughs> marketing. It's a support group. It's a really good opportunity for you guys just to make a little money at home. Are you a mom? <laughs> just kidding. I'm a mom. So my potato business, it's kind of a grievance and uh, I, I'm very content with it never really getting resolved, but I feel like just by telling the story in company, I'm kind of just working out my, my potato business. So uh, it's a quick story. Um, so I used to work closely with the late Anthony Bourdain and uh, I did a lot of different things for him and one thing that I would do is get his mail, um, like the like not his mail at home but the um, mail like fan mail any kind of business mail that would come to his production office 
So like once, maybe once a month, I would go into the office and this very nice lady, Ruby, would give me this like big bag of mail and I would go through it. And it was always like kind of a fun um, way to spend an hour, like a lot of, um, you know, nice letters, always a couple of really mad letters. People didn't like things he said on TV. Sometimes there was like weird shit, like somebody once sent a lock of hair and like a love letter, a teen teen girl like very explicitly propositioned him. Um, Like there's somebody put a ring, like just a lot of, you know, just really bizarre shit. Um, And then uh, he died and a couple of months went by where I didn't check the mail because I was just kind of dealing with all of this and then I was like, Ruby called me and was like, you know, I have a lot of mail, of Tony's mail, if you want to come and, and pick it up. And this might, you know, it's it's dwindling down, but there is, you know, a buildup from the summer. So I went in and like, so he died in June. I think this was like early September. I went in to like open up the mail and she hands me this bag and it did not smell good. <laughs> and that was not the usual situation. Like there was weird stuff, but nothing ever really smelled bad. Um, so it's this, there's this envelope on the top. It's like a yellow, you know, manila padded mailer, hand addressed. And the return address was the name of like a local PR firm. Um, and I could tell that this is what smells bad. So I open it up and what it was, was a very smart publicist who was representing a vodka company decided to mail out raw potatoes to people to promote the vodka. So this was a raw potato that had sat in a plastic lined mailer all summer in an office untouched until I opened it up and it was slimy, it smelled bad, it was like putrid and it had, you know, eyes coming out of it. Oh my gosh. I was it was actually hilarious and great like it kind of you know I was just I was so mad but I also was like this is kind of perfect um, and uh, yeah I never I never reached out to the publicist to be like don't mail don't raw mail produce to dead people <laughs> just don't do it anyway that's an FYI yeah, wow. that's my potato business so uh, if he or she is listening just know that pitch kind of <laughs> fell flat <laughs> yeah wow wow yeah. wow wow yeah. the way you describe that like I feel like I can smell and taste and touch yeah. it and I want to throw up yeah there are a few things grosser than a rotten potato like it's so innocuous when it's not rotten but once they go bad they go bad in such a violent revolting way it's, it's like shocking yeah. yeah yeah gross yeah that's i mean that's, that's my the ultimate potato business <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you alicia do you have potato business yeah i had a bit of a low point this week um oh no well a, a friend of mine a neighbor was in an accident she will be okay but she has to have her um she had her jaw wired shut and I was just researching, like, what food she could eat and stuff, because I was helping her get groceries during the first couple of days when things were really tough. And then I saw, I, I Googled, like, what can you eat when your jaw is broken? And some, like, there's all these soft foods. I was like, what soft foods? And one of them was mashed potatoes. And for the, this is just so terrible. It's not like I can eat mashed potatoes any day that I like, but I was immediately jealous. That that was like top of the list of foods that she could eat. Lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Just had your life pass before your very eyes. You're lucky to be alive. You have to have your jaw wired shut. 
and I'm jealous of you <laughs> because you can <laughs> eat as many mashed potatoes as he's like. The only reason I don't eat mashed potatoes more often is that they're just a lot of work. Have you ever done instant potatoes from a box? Oh, when I was a kid, I loved them so much. Surprisingly good. My parents are very into them. I was super skeptical and my dad was like, I know, I know, just try them. I was like, you're right, delicious. They're pretty good. And then with like real butter and salt and pepper, you're set. Mm -hmm. Some like some of those foods are pretty delicious. Like those yeah. old timey things. I, can I say, can I interject something? Of course. <laughs> okay. I realized I had a whole prop here. Um, when I was telling my story about Old Country Market, oh. the thing that I, that I forgot to say that was sort of the whole point of my story was that they have all these different powders and one of them is cheddar cheese powder. Oh um, and I bought a container of it and it's, um, you know, it's it's not cheese in any real substantive way. It's just like a bunch of, um, it's, it's so bright orange. I'm showing it to you guys now. It's so bright orange that like I made mac and cheese for my son with it, like not telling him that it wasn't the one from the box, you know, like the, the which is already like the color is so insane. And this one is like, 10 times brighter and he's like what's wrong with this mac and cheese <laughs> um so and i've been putting it on popcorn but sometimes i just like eat it on the spoon and it's just a powder it's it's i, I love it a lot um i I, ma I made chicken wings for my son um and i had a few for myself and i tossed them in this orange powder and then i had some of it on my fingers and i touched a pillowcase on oh, my no. my um couch and it got and i'm always like don't touch that you know yelling at my son like don't touch the blankets with your greasy fingers and i'm the one who gets like the cheese on the pillowcase and i'm like <laughs> okay i did it so i washed the pillowcase today i take it out of the dryer and the spot where the orange cheese is is now like bluish purple Oh. Like it's so like I don't understand what is in this cheese that mm -hmm. reacts with um, water to, to, to make a bluish ah. purple stain. It doesn't seem good. It doesn't seem right. But I ah. I'm not gonna stop eating the, the cheddar cheese powder. No. I wonder if it's like if the color is given by turmeric or annatto or something like you know out of this, this world. Yeah. The, the oh, so I'm looking at the ingredient list. It says blue cheese, which mm, yeah, nice try. Uh, but it also says artificial color uh, FDNC yellow five and SD and FDNC yellow six. Mm. So five and six. Yeah, I've got some potato business. Amazing. It's not huge business. It's just like a potato alert. Uh, I was driving down. Uh, Kingsway, which is like the big diagonal street full of weird little restaurants uh, in Vancouver. And we were stopped at a light and uh, we noticed that there was a place called Potato Corner, which I was not aware of, but they have the cutest little mascot. Oh, wow. He's so sweet. He's just like a dancing, smiling potato person. Uh, with with arms and legs and like the cutest cutest little face. Uh, so yeah, if if you need if you need to do some potato business, I believe it's a, like a fry place. Um, there's oh. also a mascot. It's really hard to show you pictures on my phone now because of the stupid ring light. But yeah, uh, it's almost in Burnaby, my hometown. Uh, I wish I some of it. 
Oh no, it's only got a 2.5 out of 5 <laughs> I've just rating. been a person that didn't understand how delicious potatoes are. Yeah, they probably didn't have enough potato business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, it, that pales in comparison to being mailed a potato, truly. It's, it was a highlight of it was a highlight of that year, honestly. It was probably one of the best <laughs> things that happened that year. I love that story. <laughs> also, it reminded me, um, former guest Sally White, she was mailed also for a promotion. Or I think it was like a thank you gift, like a huge cheese basket to her work. And it was it was like around Christmas. So they had, you know, no one was in the office for a week or so. And they had to throw out all these delicious, like, giant bricks of cheese because they had just been sitting unrefrigerated for, like, days. Terrible. Yeah, it's like, you know, know, know who, who you're delivering things to and know, you know, yeah. know when they're going to be there, people. Plan ahead. Come on. Yeah. Come on, people. And also just never mail a potato. <laughs> yeah, just hard and fast rule. But then there's also a company that will just mail you a potato, I think. Someone really? sent that to us. Yeah, because we do potato business so much. I think it, they'll like put a picture of you on a potato and mail it. Whoa. Yeah. Like a laser print? Money well spent. I don't think it's... <laughs> I think it's just like a printed out picture that they tape onto a potato. I don't think it's as ex- as uh, high tech as, as that. Wow. Wow. Is it wrong. absolute vodka? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you guessed it. <laughs> Their whole deal. What do I do with these? You know, every time you buy a new Apple product and they give you Apple's logo stickers, I think I have like 10 of them at this point. Oh, yeah. Cool. I just throw all of that stuff in the garbage right away. They'd be good pasties. Not oh. for me. That would cover... <laughs> that would cover most of it, I think. I don't know. They're pretty big. Anyway, this has been Tech Corner. (laughs) (laughs) Slash Apple Lingerie. Tech tips on my nips. (laughs) Should we do Puppo of the Week? It is time for Puppo of the Week. Puppo of the Week. Lori, as our guest. Yes. Okay, I have... Two puppos. Uh, first is my cat, Moxie, who I think I spoke about last time. She is a Canadian expat. She is uh, part Maine Coon. She's an elderly lady uh, of about 12 years old, and she likes to vomit under the bed. Um, and then once in a while, I go under the bed and I find all her vomits, which to me are not gross. Um, I was telling Alicia that the other day I took out my hand weights to do a workout, and she had vomited all over the hand weights. Um, which was very polite of her. Uh, she makes a squeaking noise when she stretches, and oh. she is only motivated by play and not motivated at all by food, which is great, and then sometimes not great because I don't feel like playing with her all the time that she wants to play, but I recently got a toy that she loves so much that she will now self-initiate play, and I don't have to always be involved. Um, so she's Puppo One. The other Puppo is my sister's dog, Polly, who is half... Great Dane and half Labrador. And so he is like incredibly friendly and sweet, but also like enormous and like (laughs) incredibly strong and um, sort of looks like a beautiful horse when he trots around. Um, He's real, real dumb and he likes to put himself in the center of every situation and he loves attention. 
yesterday, she her her daughter was taking him for a walk, and he knows he can kind of get away with shit when he goes out with Brooke, who's seventeen. And so he ran off after a deer, and he was gone for half an hour. And when he oh. came back, he was completely covered with burrs, and he was. <sighs> Super psyched and very pleased with himself because then he got a ton of attention because everyone in the family had to gather around him and spend an hour pulling burrs off him. So my sister said she had never seen him so happy and pleased with himself as when he got himself into a burr patch. Um, and when he gets really tired, his tongue hangs out of his mouth. Like his tongue seems to double in length and hangs <laughs> out of his mouth like a fruit roll-up made out of bologna. So he is my other puppo. So those two guys. Amazing. I want to ride that dog. Yeah, you could. I'm sure he would love it, actually. He's <laughs> oh, probably bigger than me. He's a big dude. Amazing. I love that. I want, I want to see pics. I'll send them to you. Send me pics. Yeah. <laughs> Alicia, who's your puppo? I've got a couple of puppos. Oh. My first puppo was Hank. He uh, is not feeling so great. I'm not sure what's wrong with him, but he is so snuggly that it's almost annoying because he just wants to be held all the time, picked up all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, When he was really like injured when he's a puppy, he became used to asking to be picked up. And he does this by booping the back of my leg and then walking around the front and then (laughs) looking up at me. And now he's getting to the point where he gets on his hind legs and puts his arms up to be picked up (laughs) like a toddler. And I like I have I'm not embarrassed at all uh, to carry him around like a baby, but he's heavy, and I think he might have a, some sort of a sinus infection. But we have a vet appointment next Thursday, so we'll get there. My second pepo is Melody from Alate Cosmetics. She sent me a message a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, and she just said, "Hey, like I wanted to send you some chocolates uh, from a vegan chocolate place in Victoria." And then she's like, oh, and also, do you need any mascara? Whoa. Huge confession. I usually just buy the Burt's Bees mascara from the drugstore because I don't know. I like I always find a natural mascara that I like and then I can't find it again. So I never although I buy a late cosmetics, I don't buy their mascara. So. Oh, I like their mascara. Well, I'm about to find out because on Friday I got a delivery of a couple of makeup products from her. Um, and then a whole box of 12 pieces of vegan chocolate from Amazing. a place in Victoria called Pure Love and Chocolate. And one of the things I found really difficult about giving up dairy is Purdy's. Purdy's, everything that they make that I love has a bit of dairy in it. And the things that I really love have a lot of dairy. <laughs> mm-hmm. She sent me like peanut butter cups and like pecan caramel cups and coconut oh. chocolate cups and so I looked up the company, and they make vanilla creams that are vegan. So for Christmas, I'm going to order myself so many. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it's just really sweet to get, like, a care package. I don't really know Melody personally, but she's so sweet. And ah. yeah, it was really nice of her. So she's a real puppo. Nice. Yeah, and if, if you're a listener and you're looking for some amazing Canadian vegan cosmetics, she makes beautiful, beautiful cosmetics. But I now uh, get to try the mascara, which I've heard is like a huge fan favorite. I've got it. And it all comes in bamboo packaging, which is like compostable, which I love. Wow. Gives me a big boner. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica, who's your puppo? 
Okay, so Jay and I went to the beach one day this week. Um, it was supposed to be like this huge windstorm and super rainy. And then it just sort of cleared up in the afternoon. And we were like, let's go to the beach. So we walked all the way from like the beginning of Locarno Beach to the end of Spanish Banks. And we just like had our boots on. Apparently it was some sort of king tide, which is like a super high tide. So the water was like coming in fast and furious. And it was great because there was like no one out there because I think everyone was expecting this big storm that never happened. Um, but as we were walking further down the beach, like there was more and more cars and we were like, that's weird. Where there's no people. Where are all these cars? And then there was like a big film production happening. There was like trailers and catering trucks and stuff. And then we saw coming out of I couldn't even see where they weren't shooting anywhere. There weren't any lights. It was just like generators and trucks and everything. But there was this guy who was obviously a crew member because he had like a walkie talkie and he had these two beautiful, huge dogs. And so they were either like actor dogs or they belonged to like one of the actors and they were, they were just like gorgeous. And so Jay and I were like, are those celebrity dogs? And I don't know what, kind they were but they looked they were big they were like big and fluffy sort of look like leon burger style dogs they weren't chows and they weren't leon burgers but they were like something in between and one was black and one was sort of light brown and they walked like the whole length of the beach with us basically just like not with us but like we kept checking in on those celebrity dogs the whole time and then at the very end of the park, there's like an actual dog beach. And this really cute little dog came out and just barked at us. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like very like serious. Like this tiny dog it was so cute. It looked like a little miniature St. Bernard or something. But it was full grown, but it wasn't like a puppy. And it just like came up to us and it was very serious. And it was just like, woof. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's so great because usually at a dog beach, it's like you're a ghost. Like the dogs, you know, don't want to have anything to do with you. And I was like, I'll take a bark. Like at least <laughs> this dog knows that we exist. But yeah, love those puppos on the beach. And we went to the beach, same beach, did not get that far because it was so cold that day. And there was a storm. It was Saturday afternoon maybe around 3 p.m. And uh, Hank just chased leaves the entire time. And he's exhausted and he slept for 12 hours. Oh, wow. So beautiful down there, and especially like this time of year. Yeah, I want to just like put on my biggest boots and when the tide is out, just walk into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. With stones in your pocket. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. It's been a good run. Um, yeah, when did we go? I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, we went out on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, there's supposed to be a massive storm. <laughs> yeah, and like I woke up to a text from my mom being like, is your power out yet? We're expecting ours to go out. And I was like, no. And then there was like a few leaves blowing in the wind. And then literally at the beach, there it was like no wind. So maybe we're in the eye of the storm. Who knows? <laughs> I messaged everyone. I was like, be careful. A tree might fall on you and you may die. <laughs> <laughs> well... I mean, I love trees, so if a tree decides it's my time... I imagine it's reasonably quick. One would hope. I mean, I wouldn't want a tree to also have to die for me to die, you know? Just a branch. Yeah, Mm. yeah. If the tree could just, like, drop a branch on me, that'd be a cool way to go. That's the real giving tree. Yeah. (laughs) That's the taking tree. Yeah. That's like a metal band. (laughs) The taking tree. (laughs) Oh, so dark. Well... That's our podcast. We did it. Yep. We did Amazing. it. Amazing. It's late in New York. 
It is. I took my customary afternoon nap, so I'm doing all right. Nice. I'm going to eat some powdered cheese after I get off the Zoom. Do you also <laughs> like other things powdered? I really like eating hot chocolate powder or yes. chocolate milk powder. Like Nestle yeah, yeah. Quick powder? And yeah, you just moisten it. Yes, totally. <laughs> it feels like a drug transaction, kind of. <laughs> it Not is really. it's sugar. <laughs> yeah, I love all those, all the powders, all Just of them. Cake mix is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. The confetti cake or whatever, like the rainbow sprinkles cake. Yeah. That's- that's good to eat just straight out of the box. <laughs> it is. There's there's cookie dough now. I'm sure you guys have it too, that it's raw cookie dough that you can buy in the freezer section or the fridge section that's now like safe. You know, the flour has been irradiated or something yeah. terrible so that you can just eat it. Raw dog it. <laughs> I discovered Bunny Grahams a couple of months ago and I had two boxes of them and I'm sure I'll go back and the Bunny Grahams gluten-free come in a vanilla bunny. It's just okay. But the chocolate bunny is like very cocoa-y mm. that I could, yeah, I just love like a dry <laughs> cocoa, <laughs> sugary mm. cookie. Yeah. You know those like wafers, those that people would make the whipped cream. It was just like chocolate wafers and then you can make like a little whipped cream cake out of them. I think I've heard of it, but I've never tried it myself. My friend's mom used to make them all the time. And uh, I do just like the wafers. They're very dry. Mm. So dry. It's so much cocoa. Just like my foreskin. Mm-hmm, it's true. You have the driest <laughs> foreskin. Covered it's like a cuticle cocoa. that keeps cracking. <laughs> <laughs> Did Lori. I ever tell you? Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, tell us. Just Jay and I kept trying to come up. We were on tour once and we were trying to come up with like as many business names as possible that were just dry foreskin. So there was like... <laughs> a skincare company called like dries and it was like for skin. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was like a, like a family activity zone, but it was like a franchise. And so it was like dries force kin. Yeah. We didn't get very far. (laughs) We got pretty far. Just like the concept of having dry foreskin is really funny. Like you got to moisturize your foreskin. (laughs) (laughs) sure that's the truth for a lot of people yeah i mean lube it up like i think it's a self-cleaning oven for some people and i think probably it's a source of great discomfort for others speaking of foreskins uh lori (laughs) i'm so sorry if people want to find you online you've got like you've got a book coming out yeah yeah uh so uh if you want to find me online i'm on instagram it's just Lori williver all one word it's l-a-u-r-i-e wool like the fabric and ever like forever uh and i'm also the same on twitter um i have a podcast called carb face for radio and i'm uh i do the the social media for that as well and that's carb face pod i think i probably should know uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, next year, I have two books coming out. Which oh, wow. Is terrifying. Um, one is coming out in April, and it's called... Um, I've got it right in front of me. It's it's called... Um, it's called <laughs> Cheese Powder. It's called Dry <laughs> Foreskin. Uh, it's called... <laughs> World Travel and a Reverent Guide. And it was, uh, in a manner of speaking, it was co-authored with Anthony Bourdain. And it is sort of a guide to the world through his experiences of traveling for nearly two decades on television. 
uh, and that's coming out in April. And then in fall, I think October of 2021, uh, I have another one coming out called Bourdain, the Oral Biography. And that is the story of his life as told by the people that knew him. So I did a bunch of interviews with people who knew him from everybody from his mom and his brother and his daughter uh, through people he went to high school with and knew in throughout his career and through the entirety of his life. So that one's coming out in the fall. And uh, that's my story. That's so cool. Yes. It, wow. It is. I think it is. I'll agree. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> it's, it's, it's allowed. I haven't had to find another job yet. So that has been keeping me busy for You're such a, a terrific writer. Hopefully you yeah. never have Thank to you. do anything that you don't want to do. Yeah. And that was so, so cool today that former guest Jasmine LeCuckoo realized that you wrote uh, or you did an interview for, was it Lucky Peach? Lucky Peach. Like mm-hmm. years ago that uh, her partner and the designer of our tote bags, Chris Von Sombathy, did the illustration for. Yeah. It's a crazy what a small, small world. world. Yeah. I love that Jasmine like dug that up. Yes, she she DM'd me. I appreciated it because she DM'd me. She's like, I didn't want to blow this up in the timeline because the <laughs> interview was with Ted Nugent, who's like right. one of the worst people <laughs> in the world, you know, outside the realm of like, I don't know, true, you know, but he's a monster. He's a terrible person. He's a um, that. But she was very kind. She was like, well, you know, this was probably in 2010 or 2011, so... I feel like maybe that was an era where we were less uh, self-conscious about ironically enjoying these monsters or, or I don't know. I can't really make an, a great excuse for it. But uh, anyway, we talked about the apocalypse. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I stopped reading at what's your favorite gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to stop. <laughs> That's also like where the photo that she sent us sort of uh, became illegible after that. But yeah. But that, yeah, that's so cool. So everyone buy a tote bag yeah. <laughs> designed by Chris Von Sombathy. <laughs> Alicia, if people want to buy your book. Buy it. That would be great. Uh, so you're a little sad. So what? It's available. It's available at Target. Whoa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was distracted and I, every once in a while, I'll read like reviews of my book. And I found a really nice one that I'd never seen before. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if it's still available at the stores that... I think it's available at it. It it made me laugh because it was available and in stock at Target Online. Wow. Yeah. And I also have a virtual reading coming up, I think, on December 5th. Cool. And I believe I'm going to be reading uh, How to Talk to City Animals, which I think is a good option considering no one's going to have any humans to talk to at Christmas. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) When the offer was sent to me, my uh, publicist was like, you don't want to read your Christmas essay, right? And I was like, no, nobody is going to want to hear that. Yeah, it's already going to be a blue enough Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about, Jessica, how about you? I don't know if I can announce what's coming up for me yet. So maybe I'll just, yeah. It's going to be a big poop, it. according to everything we've talked about. <laughs> yeah, I've been saving it up. I've been doing no shit November. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is so upsetting to me. Like, I'm trying to, like... Know that you're joking around, mm. not ask any dumb nutrition questions or stress-related <laughs> questions. No, I drink a lot of water. Don't worry about me. Yeah, I won't plug it because then I don't want it to just have to be edited out. So I will just say you can buy a tote bag or various other merch things in our online shop. 
I live a block away from a post office. So when you order that, it is getting shipped right away. So, you know, the holiday season is coming up. Let's uh, buy things, everyone. (laughs) Because what else do we have to do? No, no pressure whatsoever. But if you want to, it's retailnightmares.bigcartel.com, patreon.com slash retailnightmares. No pressure whatsoever. And yeah, you can just follow me on Twitter, Billy Dracula. You've been updating pan seared pea snaps pretty often. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. My food blog. If you're if you're here because of food, <laughs> if you're a food enjoyer, you can follow me on Instagram at pan seared pea snaps. Uh, and I'll post uh, photos of actual food that I have eaten. Uh, They're so beautiful. It's really, it's taking it to a new level of oh, wow, artistry. Thank you. thank you. That means so much to me coming from you. Yeah. Like if you're maybe like, if you don't, if you want to stop eating, maybe take a look at my Instagram. I don't know. I don't know if it can help in any way or just only hurt. I'm just looking at it now and I'm like, well, I'm not having dinner tonight. But yeah, you know, follow, follow all the Instagrams. We love you. Thank you for listening. Lori, thank, thank you, you guys. so much for coming back. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Pismas. <laughs> happy New Year. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.